How do you say that name? Ira. 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 Welcome to IraCast, episode 42, Ira for Desktop. Hi everyone, I'm Janine Stanley, the host and producer of IraCast, and in this third part of our Ira Everywhere series, we're going to talk about Ira for Desktop. We also have a demonstration of the Desktop app, and you can see a few functions that I'll be doing with the app. I'll show you how to sign into the app, and then a few things that you can actually do with it. We're talking today with Troy Attilio, CEO here at Ira. Hi, Troy. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Good. We are busy, busy, busy here at Ira lately, <laughs> especially our development team. Let's talk about Ira for desktop. Let's start with a little history. So why are we making a desktop client, Troy? First of all, I'm so excited to talk about Ira desktop today, but I'm going to take us back to just remember how Ira was started, what our product development philosophy is, and maybe just talk about the product in general and then, and then why desktop. But I would start with the Ira product as a combination of technology, applications, and service that is powered by our agents. It's really a collaboration platform designed to meet the growing needs of blind and low vision users. Our secret sauce involves the process and culture around customer engagement, listening, watching, asking lots of questions, reviewing a lot of data. And one reason I love uh, working at Ira, especially being the CEO, is this journey will never end. Um, as the ways Ira can engage and empower our community continues to evolve as ambitions and and you know and life changes, and so I it still felt like we're at the very beginning of the journey. And at Ira, I like to say trust is our most important asset that trust explorers have with the service and our agents. And so if you think about what where Ira started and where it is today, you know some people don't know we started off with the hypothesis that the one use case that we would solve would be navigation, right? Like Ira is going to help with, with navigating uh, out on public streets, navigating around airports, and we're going to do it with glasses. Of course, we learned over, uh, over the last several years that people had lots of other use cases that they would use Ira for, much to our surprise in some cases. Um, we also learned that glasses weren't the only solution. In fact, um, you know, we eventually turned the Ira mobile app to be a fully functioning um, app that, that would allow people to navigate. And as we know, um, in 2020, we, we um, exited the market uh, from providing our own glasses. And as you saw, and not part of this IraCast, but we are um, working with partners to return to glass, but um, in this case, partnering with companies who's got the expertise to manage and develop on top of glasses or other form factors. But getting back to um, Ira desktop in this journey, I'm reminded of a couple of features where customers really led us to these use cases. And that uh, my favorite one is photo taking. Oh, yes. Um, little did we know, right, Janine, how many people would use Ira to help both orient and take images, share those images with the agent to either do some editing or to describe the image, and in some cases, post those directly on social media. I think that's a great example of where Ira's culture and passion for listening and watching and trying to support the use cases that are important. We also added, and we never really broadcast this in the same way that I think 
you would see a first-class solution like photo taking, but we did support, and we do support even today, a desktop experience. Today, you can share your screen, you can share files, you can message the agent. Um, this is some of the use cases that the desktop is designed for, but it's when we started looking at that, and especially during COVID, when everyone had to work from home or learn from home or be home, just all of us, I don't care if it's the blind and low vision community or the full, you know, the, the world, the planet was at home. And when you're at home, you're probably going to be online and doing more things with your computer. With everyone at home, what we saw is just a rise in the use of IRA around computer experiences, sharing files, getting help or getting information that isn't available through the native accessibility of a website. For example, looking at Airbnbs to understand what does the kitchen look like or asking agents to describe a Google map of the surrounding areas. There's just so much information that is online or computer-based that is either inaccessible or sometimes just takes too much effort or takes a lot of effort to do on your own. And that's sometimes where people will choose to use an IRA agent. So why are we doing IRA desktop? Because as we looked at that experience, we just noticed there was a lot of friction and we started asking uh, explorers and, and asking um, ourselves, what could we do to make it easier? And the answer was pretty simple. Like, give me, give me the explorer a hotkey or a command that I can start a call without my phone. Let me stay logged on, logged on multiple devices. I want to be logged into my computer IRA application. I want to be logged into my mobile application. We removed that restriction probably over a year ago. But let, ultimately, let me interact with the agent from my computer, you know, video, audio, share my screen, send and receive messages quickly, send and receive files quickly, securely. It was really just to solve the, the need that that our explorers had a third of our calls are related to these kinds of experiences and we're we're releasing desktop to make those tasks those um, use cases far more efficient and far easier to do because that's what ira's about right it's about independence yeah. it's about efficiency so no more holding up the phone to the camera screen to get that uh, interaction started or to have somebody check something in the days before uh, remote assistance. And we were tied into that. That was probably the biggest thing for me about uh, a desktop client was, oh, thank goodness, my phone will be free if I need to look up something else on another app, if I need to answer a phone call or take a message. I'm not going to lose my IRA agent's connectivity to what I'm doing. That's pretty exciting. So what do we have right now in terms of the desktop app? Because it's gone through a couple of iterations in, in our, mm -hmm. our mad scientist laboratory, as it were. But what are we looking at right now? So what, what can you do today? And then what, what are you going to be able to do tomorrow? So focusing on what, what you can do today and how it works. Um, we're right now in an open beta and you can register and start using the desktop product uh, simply by going to ira.io slash choice. And there's some instructions there. Basically, you want to just get your name and email and contact information. And then in return, you'll get a link to this um, desktop app. And, and I should start by pointing out that the desktop app is a web app. So it's, it's just a URL you go to. It's just a, a link that you click on. And once you click on that, 
you're going to be presented with the login screen for IRA. And you can either put your phone number or an email in there. Um, and if you're new to IRA, it's the same experience. The only difference is once you um, get your code sent to you and kind of verified, um, if you're a new user, we're going to ask you a few more questions. But if you're an existing user, you're going to log in and you're going to be on that screen, on a screen that allows you to call an agent. So it's pretty simple. Put your credentials in and then you can call an agent. This experience is um, currently available on both Mac and Windows. And it's available on three different browsers. And I'll, and I'll talk about the fourth one in a minute, but you, it's either, what do we got? Chrome, Firefox. And Edge. Edge yeah. And Edge, right? Mm -hmm. Edge, by the way, does run on Macs as well. It, it runs very well on Mac, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and we're currently getting things sorted out with Safari. Um, Safari's presented us just a few accessibility issues. And, and we'll talk a little bit about accessibility. I have a lot to say about it. We've learned a lot because um, this is our first web app. But those are the browsers we have today. I do expect we will get to the point we can release Safari with the same level of accessibility that we have on the other platforms. So there you are. You're, you're on your, you've logged in. You can click a button, call an agent, or you can click another button and you get to provide some information before your call so that you can, you know, perhaps you want, some, you want to send some files to the agent so they can have them when you start the call. Maybe it's going to take you some time to figure out what files and where they are on your on your laptop. Um, so you can do that. And then you can also compose a message. So you can instruct the agent or provide information that you're going to want them to have when the call starts before you start the call. Because I know we've talked to a lot of folks today. You can do all this, mm -hmm. um, but you do this with email or the in-app messaging. Either way, email is a little slow. Yep. and you know, requires you to switch out of another program. It's just, it's just not as efficient. So let's say you either start the call or you've chosen to add some files and a message. Either way, you click the button and now you're, you're waiting uh, for an IRA agent, just like you would your mobile device. And you're, by the way, you're hearing all this audio through your computer speakers. And um, when the agent connects, they are going to be looking through your your laptop camera at, at you, actually. Kind of exciting. It's been really interesting to hear the agents talk about how great it has been to be able to see some of the explorers because most of the time you have the camera. Pointing that's away. right. They're facing the other direction. Yeah, yeah I never so thought of that. Be, <laughs> don't be surprised if you get a, you know, if the agents like go, oh, hi, Janine. <laughs> and you might be wondering why they're so excited. Well, this is the first time they got to see you in person, perhaps. You can, if you don't want them to see you or you, you, don't, you don't think the camera's needed for the call, you can hit a button on the bottom of the screen. There's a couple controls there we can talk about. But you can mute your video, if you will, or mute your camera, turn off your camera. If for whatever reason you don't, you don't want to be on camera um, or you're not going to do an experience where the camera's needed. But you're connected to the agent. They're going to greet you just as they did on the mobile on the mobile device. And then you're going to engage in whatever activity you want. Maybe you're sending more messages to the agent. Maybe you're sending a link to a website. Whatever it is you want to do on the computer, sending files, asking them to uh, maybe read a document, maybe... Maybe cropping pictures is one of my favorites. Formatting. I love to send pictures. And Okay, can you crop this and send it back to me? Yeah. 
and how fast. So one of the things we're doing, we have stopwatches behind the scene. We're, we're trying to see how fast we can make this interaction so that you know people can get on with what they really want to do. Now, in addition to that, all that, you can press a button and you can share your screen. And I can go into a little more detail, but yeah. one thing I want to be clear is as a web app, any web app cannot control your desktop. Like that's a security issue that if, imagine if someone can create a website and trick someone into allowing someone to remotely access your computer, that would make for a very insecure web. Yeah. If someone could trick you into that, right? Um, they can, of course, still, you know, fish you with email. Like they always have to be careful with email clicking and downloading applications, but a web app can never remotely control your desktop on itself. So when I say share screen, what you're going to be able to do is share what you're looking at or what's on your screen, I should say. And when you click that share button, there's some details or you, you get to choose, am I going to share a tab? You know, a tab on my browser, am I going to share a window? If you have, if you happen to have multiple monitors, multiple screens, you can pick which screen you want to share. So there's a little bit of choice you have after you press the share button. But once you do that, the agent is going to see what's ever on that on that screen or tab, whatever you're asking to be shared. I mean, we can talk about some of the use cases behind that, but because it's so quick, it, it's sometimes more efficient than sending a file if you don't really need it, be, you know, to be modified. Um, and it is very quick, actually. I just did it a couple hours ago, actually, with an yeah. agent, and it was very, very quick. And also, that's another great way for those of you who are frustrated with, you know, having to find the code and do all sorts of screen reader trickery to actually get the numbers to read back to the agent, and the clock is ticking on your call. Here, you can just share your screen, uh, tab over to, you know, TeamViewer or Google uh Chrome Remote Desktop, whichever one you're using, and the agent can see your screen and they can just grab the code and it's so much faster. So much faster. Yeah, you could even send that code in the message too. So mm -hmm. there's like many ways to be more efficient. And one thing I love about Explorers is we'll find, people find different ways to do things and then they'll share it amongst themselves. And so I, I, I expect over time, we'll see several ways to get codes and things shared, but that's, yeah, that's a really good one. So now you're sharing your screen, you're talking to the agent, maybe you're sending messages and files back. So you're really just collaborating together. And I, again, I, I, I know, and because I've seen users who have first started with desktop, they use it a little bit and then they use it a little more and they use it a little more. For the sessions that are recorded, um, we we do look at those. I mean, we do what we say, right? Those those recordings are there mm -hmm. for quality purpose. They're also to help our development team assess how our technology and our product is working, including our agents. And by the way, our agents have been trained on Ira Desktop. You know, they know when you're calling in with a desktop product, and um, they're going to be over time, even learning more as you guys work with them on the desktop product. So I think we're still at the beginning of this amazing productivity tool that now lives on a web URL. And we have a couple other things that we can do on that main screen, even before you call an agent, you can configure your devices. And I love this because I usually have three or four different microphones that I can choose from, speakers I can choose from. I only have one camera, 
but someone presented a use case where they said, you know, I have a Pearl camera, which is a Vispero product that's it's a standalone camera that you can hook to your computer with an app and you can do OCR scanning. Great. Mm. And she said, can I sign documents and checks? And I said, you've got a Pearl camera? Absolutely. You can, you know, position that camera so that the agent can see you at the right angle because otherwise you're upside down but the agents can handle that they, they they've got that but um so much easier doing that under the pearl camera and it's totally hands-free for you in terms of holding a camera or anything like that so um that was a great use case i thought and she can configure that absolutely right there in the app on that main screen yeah, you know, one of the, I was thinking about some of the obvious use cases we've been talking about, but there's been a couple surprising use cases, and I'm sure there's more to come. Ooh, yeah, let's one, let's find out how what are people doing with this app because yeah. it's been out for about a month now in public beta. That's hard so to believe. Talk, yeah, so we've talked about the you know the uh, the collaboration around documents and 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 uh, and screens and what you have on your browser or your desktop. Another one um, I'd like to call it a talking mirror. So we have a lot of folks who um, would do this perhaps with their phone, right? They'd want to know how they how they look, how they're dressed, but especially in this new post uh, or I guess COVID era where we're you know using Zoom and lots of video conferencing tools from our laptops, our desktops. Um, there's always a question: Am I centered? How do I look? You know, whether you know, whether you wear makeup or you know you, you you're concerned about like how your hair turned out, Ira turns into a talking mirror. When I say talking, the agent's looking at you and can, um, and because the camera is fixed, you don't need to use your hands to, to kind of pan it and manage it. You can just sit there and, and have your face pointed at your, your camera on your desktop, on your laptop, and the agent can tell you, you know, where you're positioned, even maybe coach you on you know, how you smile or frown, what, whatever it is you want the mirror to do. So I think that's nice. a pretty fun one um, that before was much harder to do with a phone-based solution. I personally love this one. And by the way, this this works for either, this is something you can tell your, um, if, if, you, if you're a place of work or school, this is something you can even ask um, someone who's not an IRA agent who might be cited, who may not be great at describing presentations, you can use Ira as you can use Ira Desktop as a tool to make meetings more accessible. So and you debuted that at CSUN, actually. That's right. And um, as as the presenter, as the CEO of Ira, I always try and do my best to describe material that's on the screen um, that isn't going to be described otherwise or you can't always provide your content in advance. Mm -hmm. And even though I try and do my best, I don't always describe everything as efficiently. And sometimes I forget, right? I, I really try and do my best. But the best describers on the planet are, in fact, our IRA agents. And so the idea here is that, and I'll use it from my example at CSUN and, and other places, what I will do if I'm presenting and I can do this if I'm presenting online. I can do it if I'm presenting in person. Um, I bring up Ira Desktop. I call. I've got the agent, and I share my screen. My screen happens to be my presentation, and my computer happens to be connected to the audio system. Again, if you're doing it um, re remotely, that's that's going to happen. 
if you're doing it, you know, at a conference, let's say, or in a physical place, often the um, people will put the, the the audio feed into the computer in case you have some audio files or things or, or, or videos you're going to play. So the agent is seeing my desktop. The agent's audio is also coming through my desktop. And as I go through each slide, I have the agent describe the slide. And I describe, you know, they can even read the text and describe the layout, if there's a graph, if there's an image. And I can tell you, it's a very liberating experience because as a speaker, I can focus on the concepts. They always tell you if you're presenting, you shouldn't read your slide because the assumption is that you know, all the sighted folks can read the slide, but that doesn't really work, obviously, if you yeah. can't read the slide, right? So it's, it's even interesting to me how, at least I was trained to do presentations back in the day, like, don't read your slides. Well, in this case, the IRA agent is not just reading the slide, but describing the slide. And I can tell you at CSUN when I did this, it was just great to see all the folks in the audience nodding their head as the agent described the slide. I could tell this was information they were maybe weren't getting in the past. And so that's another way that you can use IRA desktop, either yourself, you have some presentation to give, or you can ask someone who you could ask your, your boss or your company to consider using this tool and providing the description of, of the material. So that's another surprising use that we've seen. Hmm. Wow. And I know one of the things that I discovered really early on was how easy it was to hold things up to the camera. And mm. from mail to round bottles are my nemesis. And I know there are tips, there are tricks to be able to do it. And most of the time they're okay, but I end up balancing like one hand holding the phone, one mm -hmm. hand turning the bottle. And when you don't have to worry about the camera because it's stationary, you can turn that bottle really easily for the agent. And they seem to be able to see it better actually through the webcam and be able to focus on it and read it really quickly. You know, I'm thinking, Janine, this over time will lead to tips and tricks about lighting. Um, oh, yeah. That's the other, <laughs> I that's have, the other I, thing. <laughs> yeah. I finally purchased a, a little, you know, desk side light that actually, you know, focuses on my on my face so that, you know, I look a little better on mm -hmm. on Zoom or whatever, whatever video conferencing we're having. Um, I suspect that'll be something people may invest in or look at because exactly as the agent is reading things using that fixed camera, if the lighting is really good, like there's, it can be really fast. It can be really efficient. Mm -hmm. if your room is well lit. Of course, you don't have that problem um, to begin with, but uh, the, the room I'm in sometimes can be a little dark. Either way, yeah, the fixed, the fixed camera and the ability to use two hands and basically manipulate an object and, and present it to the agent is um is, is going to be another use case i think a lot of folks will use especially when they realize how quickly they can summon the agent on their desktop and not have to pick up their phone for all the yes. reasons you mentioned yeah yeah and just being able to use the phone to access other information you might need during the call is pretty mm -hmm. huge too um, i've actually used it where i've got say DoorDash or another uh, you know food delivery app and it's stuck and i have no idea and I hold that up to the um, webcam. And, you know, uh, granted, I'm a little bit backward at that point, but at least the agent can tell me, okay, here's what's going on with it, et cetera, et cetera. And that's, that's a nice use for the remote camera. Yeah, you know, you're right. It. <laughs> to, 
today, um, we never have, we still haven't been able to solve this despite investing time. We think it's probably a, an issue with um, the Apple operating system, the iOS, mm -hmm. but we're not able to pull off a Ira call on a mobile device on your on your iPhone and use TeamViewer at the same time to send the you know the image of the or the the video or however you want to think of that not able to share the screen of the iPhone it just yeah it doesn't work and we you know we invested a lot of time we could never come up with a resolution because the failure isn't in our app we don't see anything like there's no error codes and mm -hmm. it's, but, but it doesn't work but what you just pointed out is now that you could you know present your camera I'm sorry present your phone to the camera on your desktop, you effectively have that tool now. Yep. So if you are interested or get stuck on some app experience, I think you were saying DoorDash, yep. you, 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 wanna, you wanna get some visual information that might be on the screen, that's a very quick way to do that. So. Absolutely, and a lot of people have banking apps where they need to position the phone to um, scan a check or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, this can really be helpful with that. If you can manipulate yeah. either your laptop screen or you know an external camera uh, mm -hmm. to be able to do that, that's um, that is really handy. So, and I, what, you know, there's there's mm -hmm. lots of places we could go with that too, right? Like we've already heard from some folks that. Uh, for a future where multiple cameras could be in play at once, right? So you can mm -hmm. connect more than one camera to your laptop, or what if you could have a session going on your phone and join it with your desktop? Like there's mm -hmm. a lot of future possibilities that- What if I can Bluetooth my security camera to my laptop? Yeah, yeah. how cool would that be? Oh, um, yeah. Your ring doorbell, right? I can mm -hmm. my, who, who's out there and what do they look like? What are they wearing? Absolutely, and yeah. where did they put my food and my groceries? And <laughs> Yes. So as I mentioned, this journey will never end. We'll always be innovating with with explorers and that. But desktop today is a really exciting development. In part, it's part of our bigger roadmap of, you know, the, the next version of the IRA mobile app will be based on the features and functionality that are on the desktop app. And ah. um, so it's going to look uh, a lot different, I bet, than the mobile app looks now. Yes. And there will be. It'll be designed to be the best and most awesome experience we can deliver on mobile. We're pretty proud of what we do today on Android and iOS. But one of our challenges is that um, those are actually two separate, uh, they're called code bases, but think of them as two separate books, like literally had to write the book twice. And so if you change a paragraph in one book, you have to go fix something in the other book. So they're two different apps. and We've always struggled with keeping those, you know, at parity. I think even today mm -hmm. there's cases where you can do certain things on iPhone that you can't do on Android, and that's that's not our intention to treat one, you know, consumer differently than the other. Yet that's just a practical limitation of how we initially launched Ira, mm -hmm. and um, this code base that um, is powering the desktop will be the same code base that you can that the, the new mobile experience will come out. Now, we don't have any, um, you know, dates or timelines for this new mobile experience because we're just focusing today on desktop, but that is our intention. So it's another reason why I'd love to have more people use the desktop because ultimately that will give us some great feedback on what can be done better or differently. 
that once we do turn our attention to deploying this as a mobile experience, we'll have the best possible experience for, for folks. Now, given that, Troy, you, you mentioned accessibility earlier and alluded to something that you wanted to talk about in terms of accessibility and our app experience. Yeah, let's let's talk about that. So I think I think a lot of people know that I started my career as a software developer and I still write a little bit of code. And as I you know started at IRA as chief operating officer and now CEO, I still deploy that part of my brain and thinking about how software is developed and 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 I, I had to ask the question and answer for myself, how do you build an accessible app? And I would say on mobile it's a lot easier than it is on the web. <laughs> and so as we have been developing on the web, we've we've had to learn some things and we're still learning about how to build an accessible app. And I can tell you, it's just more complicated. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll use this example. So on iOS, there's really one operating system and there's one screen reader and the interactions, you know, are, are Pretty straightforward. There, there's there's only so many interactions you can have on the web. You've got a lot of different variations, and each variation can produce a combination. So what am I talking about? Well, first off, you've got Windows and and Mac, right? You got two different operating systems, and even those operating systems can be at different levels, right? Depending on if mm -hmm. you, have you run an update. Windows 10, Windows 11, Mac, yeah. whatever version of that you happen to be running. <laughs> Right. And mm -hmm. on a mobile device, yeah, you have a keyboard, but it's the same effective keyboard. And yeah, you scroll around with your finger, but it's pretty simple on on uh, um, a desktop experience. Let's say you've got a, a giant keyboard and you got so many different combinations you can produce with that keyboard um, and you've got different screen readers. Right. Not everyone uses the same screen reader. Um, yes, I think a majority use JAWS, but there's NVDA, there's the built-in screen readers on Windows and Mac. So you've got at least four different screen readers in combination with the operating system. And then you've got the browser. Mm. And browsers are different. The way that they present themselves to a screen reader and therefore to an app vary. So we can have features on a web app, whether it's Ira or someone else, and they behave differently based on the browser screen reader combination. And so without getting into the boring details, there's solutions there, but it takes time. It takes um, experimentation. And despite there being standards, the standards get you in the ballpark. But if you're looking for awesome accessibility, you, you can't stop at the standards. The standards don't tell you, you know, what kind of controls. Should I use a radio button? Should I use a checkbox? Hmm? How should I announce these? Um, feel, what, what fields should be? announced as I arrow or tab, like there's a lot of choices to make at the fine green detail, but I'm still not done with the variations. The other thing we've learned is, you know, with a lot of screen readers, you can customize the screen reader oh, and different yes. users have different proficiency with screen readers, like, um, you know, virtual cursor. Are you someone who uses a virtual cursor or, or not, right? And so all <laughs> of those combinations make for uh, a very challenging experience for our developers who want to get this perfect and right, you know, because they, they want to test all those scenarios and they want to know that it's the very best for 
all the combinations yet you know we have limited time and and energy and we also know we want to get the desktop moving forward with even more functionality so we're often making that trade-off on how far do we go to perfect the accessibility versus adding new functionality and but we've can, set the bar pretty high on accessibility with our existing mobile app yeah in fact i was at um was at both acb and nfb conventions this summer and it's great to get out and just meet people face to face but mm -hmm. received a, uh, a lot of compliments on the usability of our mobile app in fact someone who's pretty famous in the field i, I don't think i can quote them uh, their name but uh, <laughs> they said the ira mobile app is the most accessible and usable app they've ever you know, I, I, I was floored when that quote came out. I, I was yeah, standing yeah, there can... going, oh, wow. <laughs> so we, we already had the bar like kind of set high. But when I heard that, I came back and told my development team, like, hey, guys and gals, uh, just so you know, like, that's where the bar. No pressure. Mind, we've, we've set the bar very high. So whether we hit maximum um, accessibility and usability on the first launch or not we will continue to work at it uh, based on the feedback from our from our users and but i just i felt like it's important to to talk about those challenges i can even get up on a bit of a soapbox to talk about something that's kind of broken in our industry mm -hmm. um, so i i doubt any of the um design uh design tools that software developers use and particular designers and uh, user researchers use are listening. But if they were, my plea is to make make those tools accessible. So today, and I'm going to pick on probably one of the bigger companies, but I think this is true with all of them. So I'm not I'm not necessarily singling out um, singling out Figma, but Figma is a tool that you use to create what are called um, uh, rapid prototypes. So if you want to test out um, a design without having to ask software engineers to build it, you can, as a uh, designer, create this experience using some drag and drop tools. You can place buttons and text fields, and you actually get a little bit of an interactive design, something that you could use. And, and that, in that way, you can rapidly test experiences to determine how people use them, you know, what causes friction, what causes confusion. Turns out none of those tools today produce an accessible experience. Oh, wow. Much like if, if you know how remote desktop sharing works, it's just shipping the image, if you will. There's no structure to it. It's just a bitmap. It's just, it's just, uh, it, you know, it's not something you can interact with uh, as a screen reader. So, a challenge we have as a team, and therefore every team on the planet has, is how do you rapidly test different experiences without having to rely on code development? Because code development just takes longer, right? You have to mm -hmm. write it all out. And that's why, uh, you know, software, sometimes um, it's expensive to deliver because you have to hire a lot of software engineers to create, to create the experience. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the point I suppose I'm making is um, not to make an excuse, but just to say that I look forward to, you know, a future where we can innovate more quickly because we can use rapid prototyping tools. And that's something I've learned or we've learned in the last, I don't know, last year and a half as we've uh -huh. not only tried to evolve our legacy app, but also now re redesign and, and reconsider how to 
deliver the desktop experience. This is a great segue into why a beta and why participate in the beta, because yeah. this really gives us, you know, that breadth of people's experiences with, you know, actually using the app, but then also to talk about, all right, what types of accessibility features would you like? How would you like them presented for mm -hmm. our uh, large print users, for our uh, low vision folks? We need you. We want to hear what you like in terms of color combinations and uh, screen backgrounds and things like mm -hmm. that, uh, fonts, all of that. That is very important. Very important. And you're exactly right, Janine. That's that's why a the first point it's a beta because beta means that we're not yet calling it a done product. We're not it's not production. We're we're not yet satisfied with the functionality or the usability, and we're under development. But we're asking, we're providing it so that you can both get the benefit, but also, you know, importantly, give us that feedback uh, that we so dearly need so that we can evolve it quickly to, you know, a better, a better experience. And so that's why it's a beta and exactly like there's different ways to get feedback, but if you haven't used the desktop app, a feature we didn't get into Janine is what happens after the call. Uh, uh, yes. We, uh, we've known for a long time that our feedback mechanism could be improved. So whether it's mobile or the desktop, we've, we've heard folks tell us many times, I don't give feedback on my calls because, and here's the list, I don't give feedback on my calls because I don't know how it's used and I don't want to get the agent in trouble. So if you've had a bad experience with an agent, while rare, you know, we always want to hear about it. But as we've talked to explorers, they're just like, I, I'm not sure. I don't want to, I don't want to get the agent in trouble. Mm -hmm. By the way, we, you know, the agents love to get feedback on their calls as do their managers they are always looking to improve so that, that's always used in a positive way. We, we don't ever reveal, um, for example, um, if you today provide feedback that's say negative or positive, you know, we don't, today we don't reveal who gave it. So it's anonymous to the agent, but that was one of the things we heard. I don't know how the feedback is used. Second is, well, I want to get feedback on the app. Right? Is it, is that the thumbs up? Is the thumbs up, thumbs down for the agent or is it for the app? Mm -hmm. What am I really rating? But if um, I had a great agent and a terrible technical experience or vice right. versa. Yeah, well, how do I rate that? Um, mm -hmm. And then the other one we heard was, well, it's sometimes it's it's a good call. Sometimes it's a poor call and sometimes it's an OK call. Like, mm -hmm. give me other give me another way to rate it. I don't I don't want to choose great and I don't want to choose poor. Give me meh. <laughs> so what you'll see in the new the new post call feedback is we've divided the feedback up into two sections. One is about the agent and the other is about the app. You can skip feedback altogether, but you have a chance to rate the app, you have a chance to rate the agent. And then we give you um, roughly three things you can do with that feedback. Yes, you can, you can give it a, a thumbs up, a thumbs sideways or a thumbs down. You can also write in some text. And if you give it a thumbs down or a thumbs up, we present you, I think they're, check boxes if i am yes if they are check boxes yeah that, that are some of the common reasons things are good or bad that just makes it more efficient for you so you don't have to write it out it makes it more efficient for us so that we can categorize things so you know one on the app is we're asking about audio quality so you can quickly say you know the app experience was poor and then you're presented with check box of which one is audio quality so 
ultimately we redesigned the, the feedback to be a little, well, to be a lot more um, precise. Um, and, and one of the favorite features that uh, the agents like that I've heard explorers wanted to do, and now it's possible, you can send uh, send the IRA agent some love. What, what is the checkbox? It is the send an IRA heart, which is a little blue green heart with the IRA A in it. And that's kind of like giving your agent a gold star. And people love this feature. It's just so much fun when somebody goes above and beyond uh, to just give them that little tick and say, hey, that was fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, so that's, um, but, but again, I think we're talking about beta. We're talking about getting feedback. And so in the desktop app in particular now, you can give, richer feedback so that hopefully we can improve things more quickly and, and get that information from you more efficiently. Now, what's going to be coming up in the beta? Do we have some things that are upcoming uh, for folks who are signing up? Let's see. Yes. So just so you know, the, the development team is is growing and it's always working. And we're trying to release small incremental changes every week, right? So um, and the great thing about our web app is there's nothing to update it. Unlike a desktop app, like a full app, there's no update process to run. Um, when you hit refresh on your window or your tab, I should say, you get the latest version of the oh, app. So, that's so I can leave that tab open just all the time and just hit refresh. All the time. Whoa. Refresh. <laughs> um, so I think last week we launched the um, share files, send and receive files including at the start of a call. So we're very excited about that. Um, we made some tweaks so that when you get a file back, you can download it where you want. Um, those are all things that um, we've, we've been working on. I'm not 100% sure by the time someone listens to this, maybe it'll already be there, but I believe what's in flight is the ability to start an I recall, even if you don't have a camera attached uh. to your laptop or it's not built in. That's something that, for example, we got through feedback. They're like, hey, I still want to use this experience, even if I don't have a camera. I'm not, I'm, you know, I want to do the screen sharing. I want to do the file sharing. Some people have older desktop uh, computers or they want right. to use their, their computer in clamshell mode. They don't want that lid open for people to see. There you go. Yeah. So I know that's coming. Some things that we don't yet have um, that will be coming include profile switching. Oh, so excellent. Today, if you're fortunate enough that your employer provides IRA as an accommodation or you're at a university, a common way for you to um, enjoy the free use of IRA is that you would switch profiles. So on the mobile device up in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little control up there that allows you to switch profiles. If you're, if you're a, um, a user doesn't have an employer, it doesn't, you know, isn't associated with a company or organization that provides it, but for those of you who do uh, have Ira um, at work, like I, we, the Sparrow is very public about um, providing Ira to their employees who want to use it. The profile switching isn't there. It's actually defaulted today um, to the secondary profile to the, sometimes we call it the business profile. So that if you're one of those folks who has it, you don't have a choice. Every call is going to be um, associated with your employer, but we will be, adding a profile switcher soon. Some of the things that we don't talk about, and I won't go into great detail, some of the changes we're making as well 
are on the agent side. So the dashboard that they use and the way they get information about you, about um, access offers, about the device that you're using, because now there's more than one device. Oh, there. yeah. Um, we, we, I think we pre-announced Lineshell. That's another IRAcast. But at the end of the day, there's just more choices. Ira is everywhere. It's on desktop. It's on blind shell. It's on mobile devices. We're making changes behind the scenes so that agent has more context and understands, you know, how you're using Ira. So, so, so a lot of changes we're making relate to the agent experience, and we'll be adding more as we as we go forward. And um, we we haven't committed to what features in what order, but we. Uh, we will be sharing that on the ira.io slash choice page over time. And there's that's where your feedback comes it, in, folks. Yeah, that's where the feedback comes in. I'll, I'll give this hint. We have a tool that we track all the features that we've completed and those that we believe would have value. And there's at least 20 or more capabilities, oh, features wow. that we think could have, you know, would benefit the user even just in a purely desktop scenario and um, with your feedback and with our uh, product manager that we'll figure out which ones are most important and deliver those first. Here's an interesting question for you, Troy. We talked about uh, photo taking earlier as being one of the big features that people love. Can they do that with the desktop app? I think they can, can't they? The can. agent can take a picture. Absolutely. And here's an example of something that's subtle. So you certainly can, and, and it works today. We think we can actually improve on it. Um, mm. And so that's one of those features that are in the backlog, but without, you know, without enough feedback, we haven't decided what is a priority for that, but you can absolutely have the agent take a picture, you know, again, depending on the lighting, the quality of your camera, um, you know, your, your mileage will vary. Mm. One thing we know for sure is that the mobile phone, there's been a lot of money and hardware invested. I mean, if you look at most phones, um, you know, from even a couple of years ago, it's got one sensor, one camera sensor. You look at the back of an iPhone, um, if you were to look at it, you would see that there's a single glass window, but behind that glass window, there's four different cameras in there. It looks mm -hmm. like a bug's eye. Yeah. Um, at some point, they're going to have so many cameras. I, I, yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with it, but the, the phone camera is just ultimately more powerful. Whereas the webcam, depending on which one you have, isn't yeah. as powerful. And so yeah. we'll have to see over time, like how far we can push the camera technology on the desktop, but certainly you can take pictures and certainly plenty of folks are already doing that. Mm -hmm. And I think it's going to be interesting to see when Ventura comes out uh, in the public version for the Mac with the ability to use the iPhone as a camera. That will be quite interesting. Yeah, in fact, that's another one that's on the list to see if as a web app, we can either gain access to that or how that would work. Mm -hmm. um, we, you know, we haven't, we haven't played around with that yet, but if that is possible without us making code changes, how exciting will that be? Oh gosh, yeah, you've got you've got practically a dual camera system right there. So before we leave today, Troy, I'd like to talk a little bit, Ira is very strong in the employment space and is a great tool for people uh, in employment. And the question always comes up about security. So if someone might want to use the desktop app in an employment situation, can we talk a little bit about how, yeah, what they can tell their employers yeah. about security? 
Um, I always start with trust. I think I started this whole um, Ira Cast talking about trust as our biggest asset. And trust is is built on security and the things we say about privacy. And as it relates to Ira desktop use in a professional setting or in a university or someplace where um, someone is paying for Ira, that comes usually with expectations on security that that organization wants to verify. So what am I talking about? So when um, you know someone like Google or Microsoft considers to, an accommodation or a technology, and in this case, Ira, what they what they end up doing is um, engaging their security team with Ira security team, and they trade a lot of documents, have some discussions. There's techniques for kind of reducing risk or or how to prove or show that your your solution is secure, and given. Ira's roots. A lot of us come from into it, where you know you're, you're doing the nation's taxes. You know we know how to deliver security and monitor it, and we've built security into the desktop. So we're um, we're already talking to some companies of, who want that to do that extra review of the desktop itself, and I expect we'll have more. So if you're someone who is working at an organization and you like to use desktop and your company policy says that you have to have new products reviewed, you simply need to put us in touch. And you can either email sales at ira.io or you can email security at ira.io and just describe where you work, that you want to use desktop. And we probably already have the contact at your company, security contact your company, and we can engage them to have the desktop product reviewed. It's going to be as secure, maybe even more secure than the mobile. I don't, mm -hmm. know, I don't know if it'd be more secure. I think it'd be as secure. Um, hmm. as, well, it's also um, not an app that anyone has to install on their machine either, which no. is on the good side. And for places yeah. like some government offices where cell phones are not allowed, this yeah. is this is a great solution. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's always up to a company to have policies. And, and a policy can be like you can't use your phone in a certain area, you can't take mm -hmm. pictures of a certain thing. But I, the one thing I can commit to is the Ira desktop will be as or more secure than the mobile product. And if it's not, we'll we'll fix it, right? But to date, we haven't found anything yet, or no one's found anything yet. But if we did, we would fix it. So ultimately, it's just going to be another product in the growing family of Ira products. Well, Troy, we are excited. We will have in future editions of iRequest more information about some of those products that will be joining the ecosystem. We've already heard about ARX and Blindshell. So everyone stay tuned. We are putting iRequest out on a weekly schedule for the moment. And we're not sure how long we're going to keep that up. But for the moment, we've got so much news that a weekly schedule makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate you coming on with us. And uh, we will probably hear more from you in our monthly explorer call which is on the 17th of august at 8 p.m absolutely and thanks so much Janine, for everything you do and to everyone out there i wish you a productive week and i'll talk to you all soon great thanks troy we're going to be doing a demo of the ira for desktop app now i am using a mac uh 2020 mac uh, with the latest public version of monterey so your mileage may vary we're going to start at the web page where the app is. And when you bring up this web page, if you have not signed in before. Google Chrome, Chrome. Welcome, Era Explorer, Google Chrome, Janine Person 1, Window. 
now. Sign in with phone number has keyboard focus. It's going to land you on the sign in with phone number part of the page, but let's take a look at the entire page. I'm going to go to the top of the page. Welcome, Tara. Group. Welcome, Tara. End of welcome, Tara. Visual information on demand. Group. Visual information on demand. End of visual information. Let's get started. If you don't have an account, we'll create one for you. It's free. Group. There we go. So this is going to create a guest account for you if you don't already have an IRA account. Let's get started. If you don't have an end of let's get started. Sign in with phone number. And here you can sign in with your phone number. Sign in with email. You can also sign in with an email address. Sign in with Google. Still curious about error. Group. Okay, if you're still curious. Still curious about error. End of still curious about error. Learn how error works opens a new window. Here is where you can get more information about IRA. Error agents are changing the world. Group. Error agents are changing the world. End of error agents are changing. Join the error. Look at becoming an agent. Terms of service opens a new window. There's our terms of service. Privacy policy opens a new window. There's our privacy policy. App version 0053. Group. Okay, I'm going to go back up version, to the top. 0. 0. App version. Privacy po terms of service open. Join the end of error agents. Welcome to error. Group. Sign in with email. There we go. And you can also tab through these on the Mac. I was just going via right arrow, but you can also tab sign in with these. phone number. I'm going to sign in with my phone number. Country United States plus one. And you'll see here we have a country code drop down. I'm just going to select that. Pop up menu group. And United here States is plus our drop down menu for country codes. I'm just going to Australia plus 61. New Zealand plus 64. Ireland plus 353 group. New Zealand, Australia, United Kingdom, Canada, United States, plus country, United States, plus one. Okay, so I have my country code in there. You can pick your country code. Just hit spacebar to select it. Phone Tab, number. And I'll put in my phone number. Okay, now I have put in my phone number, and I'm going to tab down. Stay signed in. Checked. Stay signed in. This is really convenient, so you don't have to do this re-sign in again. And if you stay signed in on the desktop app, you can still use your mobile app without having to sign into it and sign out of the desktop. They'll both run at the same time if need be. Next. Next. And I think you all know what's next. We're going to send you a code. Enter the four-digit code. All right. 9572. So I'm going to go ahead and type in 9572. Call an error agent. Home. And the minute I put that in, I am landed on the screen on the call an IRA agent button. There are other things I can do on this screen. I'm going to tab to the left with shift tab. Navigation menu. There's our navigation menu. There's really not much in this menu right now, so we can skip it. We'll just tab once. Call an error agent. There's call an IRA agent. Attach message or files. Attach message or files. Uh, let's go ahead and look at this. I'm just going to Select it with VO space. Message. Here's where you can type in your message. Attach file. You can attach a file. Let's say I want the agent to be able to proof something. And maybe it's just faster for them to proof on their computer. Or maybe I've got a handwritten recipe or something I've got a photo of. And I would like them to transcribe it for me. Here's where I can send them that file. They can work on it. They can send it back to me. I can't talk out loud right now. Unchecked. Here's the famous I can't talk out loud right now checkbox. Call an error agent. And here is call an agent. And this will make the message visible to the agent. Go back. Gonna go back. Attach message or files. Home. And we'll tab. Configure devices. Configure devices. Let's take a look. Close. And we'll tab again. 
Microphone. Default. Zoom P4 Audio 1686 0575. Okay, so there is my default microphone, but I also have Pop-up in this menu. group. group. Zoom P4 Audio 1000 MacBook Pro Microphone. Loopback Audio Virtual. Group. Zoom Audio Device Virtual. Group. Loop MacBook. Zoom P4 Audio 1686. So microphone. Zoom P4 select. Audio 1680. That as my microphone, if you have more than one. Speaker. Default. MacBook Pro speakers. And here we have MacBook Pro speakers, but what I'm going to do. Group. Zoom P4 Audio 1686. MacBook Pro speakers. Loopback Audio Virtual. Zoom Audio Device Virtual. Group. Loopback MacBook Pro speakers. Zoom P4 Audio 1686. Speaker. That one. Camera. One camera. And that's really good if you are, say, configuring maybe a uh, GoPro for your YouTube uh, video or a Pearl camera for some external work. Whatever you've got, that's where you can configure it. So just going to go close back up to the close button. Home. Configure devices. Okay. Now we have our devices configured. So let's go ahead and call an agent. Now, when you call an agent, your camera is going to be on. So just something to remember, there are keyboard commands that you can use to turn off your camera and microphone during the call. And let's go ahead and call an Close. agent. Home can attach message, call an error agent. Loading media streams and location. Loading media streams and location. Connecting to error servers. Connecting to error servers. Waiting for agent. Waiting for agent. Let's see what's on the screen. Well, we're Waiting for agent. And establishing communication with Jess. And seven more items. Group. Thank you for calling Ira. This is Jess. What would you like to do today? Hi, Jess. I am on the desktop app, and I have here a bottle that I am trying to identify. Can you see that? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I can see already that it says uh, it's about dry mouth, but right now I'm looking at the instructions ah, on the back. Okay. It's uh, looks like Bioteen, Bioten, dry mouth mouthwash. Ah, fabulous. Okay. I got a couple more here. <laughs> Cleaning up yeah, the sure. medicine cabinet. <laughs> uh, this is, it looked like Tramil. Ah, fabulous. Okay. All righty. So now I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you. Choose what to share. Windows. And choose what to share. Alrighty. Entire screen. I'm going to share the entire screen. Cancel. Share. Explorer Arrow is sharing your screen. Window. Okay. Explorer Arrow is sharing your screen. Now I'm going to bring up Team Viewer so that Finder. we can Finder. possibly. Applications. Win Team Viewer app. Open. Team Viewer. There we go. Team Viewer. Team Viewer. Okay. Window. And Start Team Viewer with system. Unchecked. Okay. If you can connect my Team Viewer, that would be awesome. Absolutely. Usually I have that up before I get on the call, <laughs> but of course not today. Windows. All right, Windows. I'm connected now. Minimize okay, panel. so now I'm Finder. going to go Finder. back over Artic- here. Artic- oh. Images. Images. One Brian addressing two, two day three two two thousand two thousand one hundred and seventy one one hundred one hundred and seven one hundred and seventy one thousand two hundred and seventeen underscore one thousand. And could you tell me what that image is? that I'm focused uh, on? Yes. Yeah, so right now it actually, it just has the standard MP3 logo. Yeah. So it's actually, I can't see the image right now. Gotcha. Let's go ahead. 171, and... two error pride does cut CRO and Curtis, Curtis watches the geese peg. Oh, DSCN, DSCN 0374 okay, JPG. let's try that one. All right. This one, I'm just going to try. 
sure what... Would it be possible to make the image a little bit bigger? Um, you know what? I okay. think I can open it. There we go. We can open yes, it. Yes, yeah, that's much better. Thank you. All right. So this looks like it's um, a group of people sitting outside of a restaurant or possibly mm -hmm. a park. There's a large fountain in the background with some water features creating kind of a light waterfall effect. Um, in the foreground, there's several people sitting in uh, green lawn chairs with service dogs underneath them. One woman is reaching down to pet the dog um, and the others are just lying next to their person looking around. Oh wow, I wish I remember where that was taken. <laughs> Great, could you go ahead and retitle that picture and we'll call it service dog adventure. Absolutely. Menu. DSCN 0374JPG. So Finder. Images. Window. Menu. Image. Share. Menu. Copy DSCN 03. Image. DSCN 0. Selection replaced. S. Service. Dog. All right. Adventure service JPG. Dog adventure. Awesome. Images. Window. And service. Dog adventure JPG. Um, let me see. I the more of my lovely medicine cabinet items. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Here we go. We've got that. Uh, and you know what? Actually, if you wouldn't mind stopping yeah, sharing that's your right. screen I do on have desktop, to stop screen sharing. Team yes. viewer, Google Chrome. Go back Chrome. over here. Explorer oh. is sharing your screen. There we go. Window. All right. Explorer is there. sharing your screen. Much better. There we go. All right. That says it's a uh, tea relief ah. arnica. It looks like it said plus twelve. Ah, oh, fabulous. Okay. So, all righty. Thank you so much, Jess. I think that will do it for me for today. Uh, have a good one. Thank you. You as well. I'll log out of TeamViewer. All right. Awesome. Feedback. Error Explorer. Okay. Desktop content. And our call has ended. I'm going to go over Finder. here and Preview. close. Preview. Chrome. Feedback. Error Explorer. Just Google close. Chrome. Finder. TeamViewer. TeamViewer. I'm going to close TeamViewer. TeamViewer is always a good idea after you uh, end a call. So now we're on the feedback screen. And tab. Skip. Of course, you can skip feedback. How is Agent Jess? Select your overall rating. Drop down. And I'm just going to hit VO space here to invoke the drop down. Pop up menu. Group. Good. Group. Neutral. Group. Bad. Group. Okay, good, neutral, and bad. Neutral. Good. Group. I thought she was excellent. Any comments? And here, this jumps you immediately to the text box where you can put in comments. She, she did, did a, a great, great job, job of. of Controlling my computer and naming the photo. Okay. And then we'll tap again. Give Agent Jess an error heart. Unchecked. This is when agents go above and beyond and you just say, you know what? I want to give them a gold star. So anybody who does a demo with me gets checked an IRA heart. How was the error app? Select your overall rating. Drop down. Okay. Here we go. How was the app? Well. Pop up menu. Group. Good. Group. Neutral. Group. Bad. Group. Good, neutral, or bad. Neutral. So group. I'm going to say neutral because we always like neutral because it makes our engineers say, well, what can we do better? Any comments? Flag call for urgent review. Unchecked. Now, to flag this call for urgent review, if something really went incredibly wrong or you, there was a big technology fail or something like that, here's where you would check that box and an agent analyst will review that call immediately. And... Provide additional feedback. Provide additional feedback. Let's take a look at this. I'm going to select it with VO space. Additional feedback. And one more item. 
group. Okay, now we're going to tap. Back. There's our back. Friendly. Unchecked. What did Agent Jess do well? Select all that apply. Group. Okay, well, we are going to do that. She was definitely Checked. friendly. Detail-oriented. Unchecked. Detail-oriented. Resourceful. Unchecked. Checked. Efficient. Unchecked. Checked. Low vision support. Unchecked. How can we improve the error app? Select all that apply. Group. And there we go. How can we improve the IRA app? So low vision support, not really applicable to me, but... Audio quality. Unchecked. Audio quality was pretty amazing, actually. Screen reader interaction. Unchecked. Screen reader interaction was actually very good. Other. Unchecked. Other. Mm, I don't know what we could improve about this process, but... Submit. And there is our submit button. So I'm going to go ahead and... Call an error agent. Home. And we return to call an IRA agent. So that is our desktop beta. If you would like to play around with it, again, put it through its paces, use it for things that you might use it for, please feel free to sign up at ira.io slash choice by signing up there as opposed to just taking the link from you know a friend or something like that. You're actually going to be signing up for email updates so you'll know when we add new features or when we have questions for you, etc. So that is Ira for desktop. Well, that's this edition of IraCast. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can send us an email at IraCast at ira.io. That's A-I-R-A-C-A-S-T at A-I-R-A dot I-O. You've been listening to IraCast, a production of Ira Tech Corp. Learn more about visual interpreting at our website, www.ira.io. Or call our customer care team, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific Time in the United States at 1-800-835-1934. Or email us at support at ira.io. This has been Janine Stanley for IraCast. <laughs>